Hello, this is the Cyber Smart Security Podcast, episode 22. My name is Salaudin Amao, and I am pleased to welcome you on to this episode titled Fake Cryptocurrency Trading Platforms, Same Swapping, Novel Phishing Tactic via Malformed URLs, and Five Ways to Begin Foolproof Privacy Protection. Yes, you can protect your privacy. You can take necessary actions to ensure that your your accounts are not breached by attackers out there. We'll be discussing five ways that you could start doing that. Also, I'll be discussing about the recent news concerning three North Koreans that were arrested with regards to putting a fake cryptocurrency trading platform uh, out there and also um, hacking public companies. We'll be going more in-depth into that. Also, we'll be looking at SIM swapping. What can you do to protect yourself? Stay tuned. Yeah, welcome back. So as I said earlier in the introduction, uh, I'm going to talk about fake cryptocurrency trading platform. Actually, this um, this news item is from a report regarding three North Koreans that were arrested by the US security agencies and the Department of Homeland Security, in which they unsealed the charges against three men for different cyber attacks. So I specifically took out the cryptocurrency trading platform because I've actually observed and I even have fr- uh, acquaintances and friends that they, they, they are into cryptocurrency. So it's very important that we are cautious of what trading platforms that we are on. So just giving a background of what the charges was all about. If you remember in 2014, there was this... Um, uh, a movie by Sony Pictures on uh, the interview in which it was just a comedy that depicted the CIA trying to arrest and uh, to kill um, the North Korean um, head of state or president and in retaliation to that movie the North Korean government kind of went on to like um, have a some series of cyber attacks in, against the movie uh, production company that is Sony Pictures and so the, the company was hacked and some movies that were yet to be released were put out on the web so apart from that um, um, charge they were also charged for um, for WannaCry ransomware so ransomware for someone that is new onto the, on this podcast is just a type of malware in which when it gets to a victim's device it's going to encrypt all the data so that's basically what ransomware is but there are different kinds of ransomware and there was one that hits the um, United Kingdom's uh, National Health Service in 2017 and in that um, situation that ransomware actually affected the health service at that point in time so uh, among this list of um, charges there were also other ones like um, um, them the three attackers also uh, getting away with financial services um, money and also in, in form of cryptocurrency 
So, and they also had some spear fishing attacks too that they did in different countries, at banks, um, in in places like Bangladesh and some part of Africa. So, this is just the background of of this um, situation. But um, why I'm talking about this is the fact that it involves cryptocurrency and in the security advisory that the um, US um, security agencies put out there for people to to um, take advisement from was that there is a malware that poses as a trading application like a cryptocurrency trading application and so if you you happen to download it maybe via a social a social media or maybe via a link that you received unsolicited link maybe via email there's always possibility that by the time you transact on it thinking that it is a genuine platform you now end up losing money on it so they they put out the names of the different applications that is already out there so you have to be careful about this so i'm going to copy the news websites that's uh, release the reports concerning this so you could see the list of applications and you'll be cautious of it uh-huh. so um, how can you protect yourself from such kind of um, uh, attack the way to go about this is to ensure that any form of crypto trading that you are doing or uh, transaction that you are doing it is from a legitimate source so even though you are on social media let's say for instance you're on twitter and you get a message from a popular um, celebrity that you know saying that okay there's this um, uh, bargain price for getting a, a form of uh, cryptocurrency out there you need to buy it now or else this uh, offer will be gone Aha. so you have to be sure that okay is this actually from the person is, is there a possibility that the person's account has been hacked, especially if there's no history of such celebrity, you know, tweeting about um, offers in the past. So you have to be careful. So also, um, companies that probably put such kind of applications on their on their website or their platforms, they have to be careful. So they don't indirectly. Um, perpetrate attacks against victims unknowingly so you must be sure that okay this um product that you are putting on your platform maybe in terms of sponsorship or uh, adverts is genuine and it's not a ploy to be able to uh, dupe people of their hard-earned money so moving on uh, i talked about sim swapping sim swapping is just simply a situation whereby someone who doesn't hold owns your f- um, phone number dis- uh, disguises impersonates your person and then contacts the uh, internet uh, maybe the isp or telecommunication provider stating that okay uh, i have this information about me like date of birth your all your personally identifiable information and use that to um transfer your, your phone number to an allocated number in which is now able to uh, to now transfer all your mobile accounts your your transaction maybe you are probably on crypto uh, you are on a cryptocurrency 
trading platform it also does that so it's just a way to hijack your sin so how can you protect yourself from this so that you don't become a victim because a, a network of uh, sim hijackers they actually were able to dupe celebrities of over um, 100 million dollars in cryptocurrency so it's, it's not even a case of duping they were able to hijack the sim card and send it to their their partner in different countries so it was a network of almost like 10 people that were arrested by Europol. Europol is the European police. So, how can you protect yourself? Because it's a, it's a case of semi-jacking and I won't discuss this further when I'm talking about the five ways we could protect, uh, you could achieve foolproof privacy protection. So, just to give you a, a, a hint of how you could protect yourself is that you could ensure that you activate two-factor authentication using authenticator apps there are different apps out there like google authenticator OT, microsoft authenticator and and the likes such that you don't need to use sms in which you'll be receiving the one-time passcode onto your phone so that in case there's a situation whereby you become a victim of um sim swapping or sim hijacking they won't be able to get access to such information also you can also use a um a you could use a a number that is not publicly known that you are not using on websites on applications or maybe signing up on on different web services like betting service and all that you can use a number that is not known so it's not your personal number but it's a number that you are using for to protect your account can use that but for that kind of situation now you have to find a way to keep such a uh, device switched on whenever you need it and you have to keep it in a safe place so that those are the things that you have to consider so uh, in the case in which um, the european police um, released this report regarding the criminals they stole almost 100 million dollars as i stated earlier so so, so that I don't dwell too much on that, let's move on to the other parts of this podcast. So, I talked about a new phishing tactic in the introduction, and it uses a malformed URL in which you, uh, when the link is sent to the potential victim by an attacker, a phishing attacker, you the um, it bypasses or the it bypasses the security software on such person's machine beats um, the phone or laptop so let's say there's an antivirus or security software that is supposed to scan and detect such kind of malicious link and flag it it's not going to detect it because the web address has been um, manipulated in such a way that it doesn't detect that address so what do i mean by this so normally on the email address you have http uh, colon and forward slash to forward slash so now what the attackers are doing is that you have http you have semicolon you have colon not semicolon now then you now have a forward slash and a backward slash then they now put the address that they want there so in the phishing link that they'll put 
and uh, maybe in an email that you are required to click when you when it bypasses your security software because the software has not recognized it doesn't detect it maybe your intrusion detection system or email security software does not detect it so because of that you now have a situation whereby after it bypasses it and you think that okay this is an urgent message you click on the link it shows a capture uh, a recapture um, page in which you are going to maybe enter uh, codes or digits to verify that you are human so recapture is like a to ensure that okay it is not a computer software that is filling the details your login details so after you do that the attacker on their own side on their own end they are able to get your login details and do whatever they, they want so in in the news reports concerning this um form a uh, new tactic as as shown on great on blog i'm also going to put that on the notes for this podcast they emphasize that uh, businesses that are using um office 360 365 as their uh, email clients are more susceptible to become victims because they've noticed that there have been a, over five thousand percent in the rate of in which this attack has been occurring so and they said that there are more users on office 365 that could be a victim as opposed to those that are on google workspace that's an alternative um, uh, application that is used in businesses so how can we protect ourselves from this you have to like make sure that you you are careful about the links that you click on and since this is a new tactic now be it a business or an individual business you have to be sure to look at the email address and before clicking on it and don't be so quick don't because maybe there's an urgent importance attached to such message you now click on the link and fill in your details don't be fooled by the uh, images or how uh, nice the page look because it might just be a disguise so that they will get your login details so moving on which is which i'm sure most of you have been uh you you have been waiting to hear this is the five ways that we could begin privacy protection so last week in the last episode i talked about um about the five reasons to take privacy protection seriously and the reason why i looked at that is because if you don't understand the reasons there's no how you you actually take a proactive action to protect yourself against becoming a victim of malicious attack so last last week i talked about um browsing habits email contents um medical records your financial info that you maybe enter on 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 online maybe via a public wi-fi and all that so five ways that you can protect yourself cut across uh, different ways there are there are more than five but i've just started with these five so that as an individual user you could begin to protect yourself so i'm going to start with keeping your browsing private to some extent so i know most of us we use chrome browser we use firefox and for android um not android users for apple users you also use um safari so on your mac so 
is you there's a way you could also ensure that cookies that could track you 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 clear them using add-ons verified add-ons verified add-ons so ensure that you download add-ons from their source be it on ios mac windows and uh, android devices um, so the add-ons that i'm going to suggest to us are no script security suits and disconnect.me the no script security suits as endorsed by edward snowden what it does is to choose what domains to trust or whitelist so so that you know the kind of um, domains that probably are trying to get information about you so that they can target uh, certain adverts towards you. Also, you consider clearing cookies uh, from your uh, browser cache on your browser. So you can do this on Chrome, Firefox and the other browsers that you are using. Uh, because the, what cookies does is to track to track the website that you visit and sometimes some of these cookies they they go too far so it's better to clear them from time to time then to keep your browsing private you can also make use of top browser top browser is very uh, popular among freelance journalists and journalists in general because it ensures to mask their location from um, governments or um, security agents that might be looking for for them so you can also make use of Tor browser then search engines that you can make use of are DuckDuckGo, um, Quant, that's Q-U-A-N-T and StartPage. Uh, so number two we have VPN. VPN is quite popular that's virtual private network but it's VPN for short and VPN is useful especially in the case whereby you need to use a public Wi-Fi although I would advise that you don't use a public Wi-Fi hotspot at all when you get to your network then you use the internet on your own network or your company's network so but VPN can create a secure tunnel between the browser and the web server so employees for companies for instance now they will not need to um, connect to their company's web server without using a secured VPN but personally as a user you can use VPN and there are good VPNs out there we have ExpressVPN we have NordVPN ensure that you use a paid uh, service because if you are not if you are using a free service that means you are the product and anything can happen at any time then we have password managers so password managers are a specialized piece of software that can be used to securely record the credentials required to access online services so you don't need to remember all the credentials anymore you just need to re remember your master password so we have LastPass, we have keeper and we have blog so number four is enabling two-factor authentication so two-factor authentication uh, adds an extra layer of security to your account so it's biometric sms iris scan pin or pattern it does that so and number five which is the last one is protecting yourself from sim hijacking so or sim swapping so so that your the your phone number will not be transferred or ported to another person's number so the way you can do this is to attach your account to a secondary number that is not publicly known 
that will be all for this episode okay that was quite a mouthful and i hope we have gained one or two things from that episode um that's episode 22 and as i said earlier in the um previous episode uh, it would be great if we could um download the anchor platform uh, the anchor app on your device and send in our audio feedback comments or questions this way i can listen to our questions and you have some suggestions of something you would like me to um add to the next episode i can consider it um also i i don't know if uh, some of us are able to listen to the podcast on on um google podcast but I'm, i have not been able to see the podcast on that platform so if you have an idea or if you are using uh, an android device and you listen on google podcast it would be nice if you could send the feedback whether you are able to listen to it because i can't find it there until the next episode stay safe and be cyber smart <laughs>